Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your essential companion when navigating the world of international franchising. I'm Kieran McLoone, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by FranchiseReorg.com. Powered by Sumer Franchise Consulting and Alexius Solutions, providing consulting and reorganization services to franchisors. It wouldn't be a stretch to say that 2020 has been a challenging year for businesses in every industry, and dynamic adaptations have been at the forefront of managing the hurdles presented by an ongoing pandemic. Despite some brands really struggling to adapt, um, Papa John's has found itself at a better position now than it's arguably ever been in, with unit profitability for the brand at the highest point it's been for several years. In this episode, we speak with Amanda Clark, Chief Development Officer for Papa John's, about the lockdown leading to a meteoric rise in sales, what role NBA icon Shaquille O'Neal plays for the brand, and what the future holds for this popular pizza franchise. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to hear. No, thank you very much for um, for your time today. So I suppose one of the um, one of the first things we should probably cover is how you joined the brand back in February of this year, which was arguably, you know, a very, a very strange time just at the beginning of, I suppose, the pandemic's ascent in the in the US. Yes. And I'm just curious um, what your kind of what your experience was like joining at that time. And but then also what your experience of the role has been like for the past six months. <laughs> Yes, it's been an interesting experience uh, for sure and a positive one. And I think definitely a test on leadership, Mm. which is, I think, a great thing for me to be able to reflect on after at some point. You know, when I joined Papa John's, really, they had begun their ascent and started their turnaround. They had a lot of new management in place. they had started to transform the innovation pipeline and we're really starting to get our plans in place on, on how to move forward. And then probably a month after I joined the pandemic hit, mm. which was, you know, basically it was all hands on deck on how do you quickly adapt your business and adapt your business model to succeed uh, with both your employees and your customers. And Honestly, it's really strengthened my resolve that Papa John's is a great brand. It was amazing and frankly, a lucky choice for me to be able to be a part of this brand. Just with the speed that we were able to adapt no contact delivery, the speed at which we were able to uh, really get even more up and running with aggregators so we could deliver more pizza to more folks in that environment. And you know, in terms of my role, it was just a a different kind of startup. Usually I'm traveling all the time in terms of uh, development. That's something that I couldn't do. But I think on the positive, it really enabled me to get to know members of my team better. I got to know some of our franchisees a little bit deeper, albeit not in person. We had a lot of virtual connects, but that's something that's really important when you lead development to really understand what are the wants and needs of franchisees? What do we need to do differently? And how do we strengthen their business? Because without the strength and business foundation, uh, development really can't begin. 
Sure, yeah. And um, you'd mentioned that the brand was kind of on a an ascent when you joined. And I think one of the best tangible examples of that is that you recently hired um, 20,000 new team members. And uh, there was a story out recently that Papa John's plans to hire 10,000 more to kind of keep up with this demand. At the moment when other businesses are struggling, it seems like Papa John's has almost been in more demand than ever. Um, and I just wondered if you had any thoughts on why that might be the case. Sure. I think it's a couple of things. And, you know, I have a, an interesting background. I have a background in marketing. So I always tend to think my own experience as a consumer or, you know, my friends, my family, their experiences as a, as a consumer to understand, you know, why some brands are successful during different times, why some brands aren't. And, you know, certainly the, the pizza category as a whole is absolutely growing. I mean, Papa John's, as an example, you know, we do delivery well. And I think during a pandemic, when folks still feel very unsure about going out to eat, they want a reliable delivery choice at their home. And that's something that Papa John's can provide. The thing that has been awesome to see is that we have actually gained 5 million new customers in the past four months. And I think that's a combination of things. I think it's definitely because of the consistency in delivery, the, the ability for us to provide no contact delivery for consumers to feel safe and for our own team members to feel safe during the pandemic. But I also think it's the innovation that we're doing. We don't just have regular pizza right now. We've been able to come out with innovations such as Papadillas, which is a form innovation. We've been able to come out with the shakaroni. We've innovated on crust. And that's providing consumers something different, uh, which is what we all want right now, which is a little bit of variety. And the fact is, pizza right now is very comforting. That's a food that you want. It makes your family happy. It brings your family together. So if Papa John's can do that in a very seamless, reliable, no contact, safe way and keep providing consumers with innovation to keep them coming back, I think the brand will continue to be successful. Yeah, definitely. Um, from a kind of business development point of view, um, I'd seen that the Papa John's had had multiple consecutive months of um, double digit sales growth in North America. And this is during, you know, the height of coronavirus. And I'm just curious as to how and also, uh, as I mentioned up top, obviously, the, the brand has had this really high unit profitability. And I was curious as to how how sustainable you believe this is, you know, how kind of franchisees can benefit from this as a long term opportunity. Right. Well, that's that's correct. Last quarter, our unit profits were the highest we've seen in several years. And from a development standpoint, our closure rates were the lowest in 10 years, which is amazing. And, you know, great unit economics, a great business model. That's the foundation that we need for development moving forward. What I'm encouraged about is that these business results aren't new. We've seen these business economics at Papa John's before. Certainly there are bumps in the road as there are bumps in the road on many businesses. You know, our innovation pipeline, unfortunately some of the dynamics from the pandemic spurred our return to healthy business, you know, business dynamics and business growth, mm. which is which is great. What I'm encouraged about is I really believe that we have a lot of things working in our favor. One is the innovation pipeline, which I think is the foundation for any healthy brand, especially 
and QSR. In the past, there were a lot of guardrails put on innovation around what the brand could and couldn't innovate on. There was never any innovation on Crest. When Rob Lynch and our new, our new management team came on the brand, those guardrails are off. And I'm continually surprised when I am hungry, when I get into the test kitchen and I see the amazing things that the R&D team has. It's really what the consumers have seen so far. It's just the tip of the iceberg of the innovation that's awaiting on this brand, which is amazing. The second thing that I'm encouraged by is just the runway for growth. We're the fourth largest global pizza brand. And I think you can say that with, oh, you know, we're the fourth largest, but I say it with excitement because to me, there's so much runway. We're not overly penetrated, which is great from a chief development officer's point of view. That means there are so many stores left that we can build, not only in the United States, but globally. So you have a great innovation pipeline with no guardrails. You're the fourth largest brand with a huge run rate for growth. To me, that speaks to a huge long-term opportunity for our existing franchisees and new franchisees who want to come into a brand that's poised to be successful. Yeah. And mentioning um, innovation, you'd mentioned a second ago, you recently introduced the uh, the Chacaroni pizza, um, which some people might be familiar with um, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, the NBA icon. And he joined the brand back in, what was it, 2019 as an yes. investor and ambassador. And I was I was curious whether um, you could talk a little about yeah, Shaquille's involvement with the brand, but then also secondary to that, I suppose, your stance on, you know, uh, how celebrity or ambassador endorsements can really drive the popularity of a brand like Papa John's. Yes. Shaquille, he, as you said, he joined the brand in March 2019 the thing that differentiates Shaquille from any other celebrity ambassador or endorsement that I've ever personally worked with is he is an active member in the business. So he's not only in commercials, he's an active member of the board. So he is in the board meetings. He's asking questions. He wants to know what we're doing with development. He owns franchise restaurants in Atlanta um, so to me, that paints a very different picture and it, and it brings a different perspective to a celebrity endorsement because he truly is invested in the brand. I see that reflected when I look at the marketing materials that Shaquille is in. I think it's very, it's more heartfelt than other things that I have seen before. I think that really comes through. And I think Shaq is always pushing us to do more and to do better and ask tough questions. What are we doing with the communities? How can we help? I think that was reflected in the Shakaroni product with, that we just launched, where we actually gave over $2 million uh, to local communities. That's something that Shaq always pushes for. So he adds much more than, I think, a, a face of a celebrity. He is truly invested in the brand and pushes us to be better. Yeah, that's really great to hear that he's not just a, an absent investor. I mean, it sort of showcases, you know, just how um, how likable the brand can be if you get these celebrities who aren't just putting money towards it, but actually are happy to be the face of it. You mentioned earlier about uh, how the brand, you know, has adapted throughout the coronavirus and that's uh, quite a considerable reason as to why you've done so well. Um, I was curious if there are any kind of adaptations that you've made throughout these past few months that have proved especially fruitful that 
will potentially even remain, you know, as the world heads towards a kind of post-COVID scenario in years to come? Yes. And, you know, like everyone, we hope that this pandemic will end. And, you know, as a mom, that's something that I think about almost every day. My son was just asking me, you know, when he can go back to school and meet new friends and how worried he is about making friends. And, you know, it's just such a different world that we live in right now. But, you know, brands, as we spoke about before, they have to adapt and they have to adapt very quickly in order to be successful in the world that we're living in right now and and the world that we may be living in in the future because we don't know how long this will last and we don't know what consumers' behavior will be post-pandemic. So there were a few things that Papa John's was able to quickly adapt to that have attributed to some of our success. You know, the first one was no contact delivery, which we implemented at the beginning of the pandemic, which has been a, a great success for our customers and our team members. And I think the important thing is absolutely it's there to protect our customers and make our customers uh, feel protected and feel safe. But it's just as important that we make our team members feel safe as well, because they are the ones who are out on the front lines, delivering food, making pizzas for everyone and facing the virus every single day. The second thing I would say is our partnerships with aggregators. That's something that we have been very blatant about, especially with Rob's leadership. Uh, that's been very beneficial to us because we've been able to deliver more pizzas to more people, uh, which is extremely important uh, during the pandemic. And that's something that not everybody is doing. And then our continued investments in technology, uh, including our loyalty program. So as I said, we have been able to get 5 million new customers in the past four months, which is amazing. Our loyalty program is going to keep those customers coming back. And we have nearly 16 million members today on our loyalty program, which is awesome. So I would say those three big things have enabled us to uh, pivot and be successful during the pandemic. And I think uh, after, depending on consumer behavior. Yeah. And from a... Um... A sort of internal perspective, what has Papa John's done to to support its own network of franchisees throughout the last few months? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we are, and I've been continually impressed with our relentless approach to keeping our team members safe. And we have a lot of team members. We think of our team members as the folks on the front line delivering the pizzas, making the pizzas to our consumers. But we also have the people in our plants making our fresh dough every day. We have the truck drivers delivering the dough and the processes and procedures that we have implemented to keep those folks safe, uh, which really means keeping our franchisees safe has been nothing short of impressive. So I would say that's number one. Uh, and the second one is just providing additional benefits such as online doctor programs, as bonuses and incentives that we've certainly provided for our corporate team members. And we've also provided the availability to the, those of those programs to our franchisees. And really the biggest thing throughout this is just communication. I've always been impressed with uh, how our team has been on call all the time for our franchisees, no matter what they need. You know, whether it's a, a question on food safety, a, a question on 
masks, because so many things are changing. This is truly uncharted territory. And we're really in this together. Our franchisee's success is our success. The biggest thing is having an open line of communication and being there no matter what our franchisees may need. Yeah, no, it's good to good to hear that it's a very um, holistically supportive approach that the brand's taken at the minute. The the last thing I want to speak with you about, Amanda, is just looking ahead a little. So as we'd mentioned, you know, we're all hoping very much that um, the world does re- return to some kind of normal soon. But um, are there any kind of uh, specific international markets that the brand is currently targeting? I mean, I know you've got <laughs> quite a quite a wide net already with, um, I think it's more than 44 countries, isn't it, that Papa John's is already in? 47. 47 <laughs> by this point, right. But are there any other specific markets or kind of what does the, the future development of the brand look like? I'm very excited about the future of development. As I said, we are the fourth largest global pizza brand, which means we've got a lot of room for expansion. We currently don't have restaurants in Australia. That's a huge market for QSR and for pizza. Uh, also Africa. I think in Asia, we also we have a lot of white space. So there's a lot of room. Those are big markets. Brazil, those are markets that we're targeting for expansion, but we're really focused on you know, having the right resources, the right franchisees in place to take advantage in that. And we're using the time right now to make sure that we're building up our infrastructure, building up our team. So when those franchisees are ready to come and ready to invest in those countries in our business, we will have the right infrastructure in place to ensure that they will be successful. Right. That's really great to hear. So the future is a very, um, very exciting times at the minute for Papa John's, which is really great. Thank you very much for your for your time today, Amanda. It's been really great speaking with you about the brand and just kind of, you know, how you guys have managed to thrive continuously. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. With so many stories of struggling businesses and uphill battles these past few months, um, it was really great to hear about a brand that has managed to pivot during the pandemic and come out of the other end of the roughest period with a, a larger audience than it began. The 5 million new Papa John's customers is a really impressive statistic and Amanda's detailed explanation of what the brand has done to not only achieve this figure but retain it um, should provide a useful guidebook for similar QSR franchises. Hearing about how Shaquille O'Neal isn't just an absent investor, but is an active board member and a multi-unit franchisee for the brand um, wasn't something I'd expected, but it just goes to show that when a brand is doing something right, it can really attract some top-level talent. We'd be interested to hear about your experience during the past few months and whether key innovations have led to a surprising rise in activity when other industries are feeling the pinch. Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.